Start recording. All right, boom, we're going. Yeah. All right, cool. We're good now. All right. All right, I'm ready. All right, you guys. So on episode two of One Punch Sports today, we have a very, very special guest. Both of us are like mad, you know what I'm saying? We're mad excited to have this guy on here today. Um, okay. This is all on Bonnie. He actually set this whole thing up, so I'll let him take it from here. Oh, yeah, man. I just had a call favor for one of my homies, man. we got Tommy Stevens with us today. Uh, seventh round draft pick, draft pick of the New Orleans Saints in the most recent NFL draft, man. Just tell us how you're feeling about that. I know it's one of your major goals growing up and everything, so let's just go through that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously it's a dream come true, uh, something I've been you know, looking forward to since, you know, for as long as I can remember. Um, I, I tell a funny story. Like I was born, they put a football in my crib. So, um, you know, it's a great opportunity. Uh, I can't think of a better spot to land, a better quarterback room that I can be, uh, you know, obviously around a lot of, a lot of talent, a lot of experience. Uh, so I've been going to the quarterback room every day and try to, you know, be a fun, uh, absorb as much information as I can from, you know, all the guys and learn, learn as much in the time that I'm given. So, uh, like I said, I can't give me more excited to be a saint and um, excited for the future. Okay. So, yeah, it, I know it's a cliche question, but I mean, I, if you can, can you try to explain what that moment was like when you got the phone call? Yeah. I mean, who called you? So, so Sean Payton called me and uh, it was actually, it was a connected call with the, with the GM. So, um, you know, they, they told me that they were going to draft me. And, um, you know, at the time, uh, I was kind of under the assumption I was going to be an undrafted free agent, which obviously was still, I mean, I was still happy about that because I knew I was going to be signing, still getting that goal. So, uh, you know, being drafted is a little bit different. Obviously, you know, you go, you dream of, of getting the opportunity to be drafted. So um, it was surreal. It was, it was, you know, hard to, you know, you obviously you have vision of what it's going to be like. Um, when, when you think about it and then, you know, when it actually happens, I mean, it, uh, it's crazy. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it again. I and mean, we're a little bit over a week from yeah. it happened last Saturday. So, um, it was awesome. It was awesome. I was, I was able to experience it with, you know, some of my closest friends and family and, um, you know, the coronavirus has had us all uh, kind of stuck up in the house and, uh, uh, being able to be with my family and some, and some close be able to celebrate that moment and make the most of it. So, um, obviously, I was really excited to, to, you know, obviously experience it, but uh, to experience it with, the, with great people was, was even better. Okay. Well, how do you think you'll fit in with this space? Because a lot of people might compare you to Taysom Hill, but, you know, I know, you know, you was Taysom you Hill. You were the Taysom Hill way before him. Yeah. So how do you feel like you'll uh, gel with the team and what your role might be going into it? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited. Um, you know, I was able to have conversations with the Saints uh, in the pre-draft, um, uh, what would you, I don't know what you'd call it, the pre-draft process, I guess. I was able to have, uh, you know, Zoom meetings with them as well. And kind of talk. One of the first things they asked me was was uh, how I envisioned myself carving out a role in the league. And, you know, I told them that I think that, you know, one, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play quarterback in the league. Um, you know, I think that I'm still kind of kind of in the early um, stages of my quarterback <clears throat> that I can grow a lot in that area and you know, I'm excited to do so. And, um, you know, fast forward, obviously getting into a room with, with so much experience at the quarterback position. I mean, you talk about Drew Brees, who's a leader in almost every category. Um, a young guy like Janus, who's obviously a very, very talented player that can throw the ball as good as anybody. 
Um, and then a guy like Tate, who, who, I, who I can play with as well, and, you know, and see some, some common characteristics, similar things that, that I was able to do in my time at Penn State. So um, obviously Taysom brings his own game. I bring mine as well. And, um, you know, I don't, I, think, I don't think it's too out of the ordinary for people to compare me to him and, and, and likewise. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's pretty cool to be able to have that kind of comparison with the player that Taysom is and, and what he brings to the table. Okay, so um, how's life been for you the last week or so? Now you're transitioning and becoming a pro because, you know, a lot of people just know, you know, you get drafted, but they don't know about, you know, contract negotiations and guarantees. And how's going for you also on that front in terms of securing more bags? Because as a rookie now, you have access, you know, to getting endorsements and such. So how's all that going for you? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, given the situation right now with where, you know, the uh, the world is with the, with the coronavirus, everything's been a little bit different than I guess what, um, you know, maybe I would have expected. So um, if everything were, were to be normal, so like let's say that if I was drafted in the same situation last year, I would probably already right. be in tomorrow and we would have already had rookie mini camp and I would have done things like that. But with, with everything that's going on right now, I haven't been able to do that. So. Um, you know, I'm still in Indianapolis. I'm still, you know, trying to continue to train and, and make sure that, you know, whenever whenever the opportunity does come, we're allowed to go back down and, and get to work. That I'm in the best shape that possibly be in. Um, but it is it is a little bit, you know, kind of kind of weird right now, just based off of where everything is. I mean, nobody really knows what's going to happen. So, um, but yeah, I just been trying to, you know, continue. It, it's kind of funny because, you know, I kind of got. The only thing that I've really gained, I guess, now is, is just the title of being a professional football player. I mean, really, right. everything else in my life has kind of stayed the same. <laughs> I've continued to do the same stuff. I've continued to, um, you know, continue to work in the same ways that I have. So uh, that's really the only thing that I've been doing is, is working out and making sure that I'm ready for, you know, that opportunity whenever it does come. Okay, so – so take us through your time at Penn State. We know uh, they had you playing quarterback, running back, tight end, personal protector on punts. How did it lead from you being – and I know you graduated early and enrolled early at Penn State. So how did you go from being the, the early freshman quarterback to the do-everything Swiss Army knife? Yeah, it was um, – you know, it was kind of weird how, I guess, it, uh, you know, how it happened. But in, in a selfish way, uh, I, I – <laughs> I got bored. It was kind of how the role started. I, uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was, um, you know, I don't really know the right word for it. I was, I guess, in a way frustrated with, with where, uh, you know, my personal uh, development was. You know, I thought that I was good enough in, in a way to contribute in some way. And obviously the team was, we were, we were having, you know, a little bit of success at the time. And we were, we were about three and two, I want to say. Um, and, you know, we had lost two close ones that, you know, we thought that we, or at least one close one, because we got, we got beat by Michigan pretty good at their place. But, um, you know, it's time I wanted, I just wanted to contribute. You know, I wanted to do something. So I approached my offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach with, uh, I was like, hey, coach, like, can I do something? Like, like, can I run down on kickoff? Can I be a punt gunner? Can I, you know, like, I just do something? Because, you know, I'm, and I actually had a, a I, it wouldn't be a countdown clock. It'd be like a count up clock. But I, I hadn't been tackled in like, like 735 days or something crazy. Like I remember seeing that. I was like, dude, I guess I need like hits. Because I mean, quarterbacks only hit. You know? I was just, yeah, it got to the point where I was like, man, like, I guess we be tackled again. I need to tackle somebody or anything. I just, you know, I kind of needed something. something. Yeah. <laughs> 
tired of the red. Yeah, yeah. The first thing he said, he's like, well, you're not going to run down the ball. Uh, so he shut sure. that down completely. I was second string quarterback. Anything would happen to Trace, I was going to have to be ready to play. So um, he's like, what we will, what we will do is, you know, start to kind of, you know, manipulate the offense and get you some, some like package plays. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the first time that we, we debuted that was uh, in, in the Iowa game in 2016. Um, you know, I was able to score on the play that we did use. Um, and that kind of, I guess, you gained me some more leverage for more plays down the road. Um, they they kind of, they necessarily, I can't remember exactly when it was, but it basically became what was called the lion position. Um, right. And that gained me some leverage from 2016 into the 2017 season, which was when I had my most success with that stuff. So, Okay, so... You've played at both Mississippi State and Penn State. So you've been in the – and you've been in the two toughest divisions in college football in America in the Big Ten West and in uh, the SEC West. Who is harder? Like, you can – you played in both. A lot of people can't say that. Which do you think is really more talented toward the tougher, tougher conference? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, playing playing the Big Ten East was – at the time, you know, I was kind of just like, man, like, this is this – is, I mean, I kind of – Grew up, you know, obviously I'm from Indianapolis, so I grew up envisioning myself playing in the Big Ten. Um, and so being able to have that opportunity was awesome. It was what I always wanted to do. And um, when I made the transition down south to SEC West, I mean, you could you could definitely see that there was something different about the SEC. I mean, um, you know, obviously there, there are great teams in the Big Ten, and I do think that, you know, the, the upper elite teams of the Big Ten could play in the SEC. Um, but the difference in – you know, a team like let's use Alabama for example. Like the difference between Alabama and Tennessee isn't as far of a difference as you know, uh, Ohio State and a you know I don't, I don't know Indiana. Right. For example. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee same players that Bama has. Just mm-hmm. the mark error that Bama works with is just so small. If that makes sense, like. Uh, you know, Alabama didn't make mistakes, and you know maybe Tennessee did make some more mistakes, but the talent on the field I felt like was the same pretty much in in all the SEC games that we played. So how's your adjusting going from the Big Ten to the SEC? Because like you said, um, in the SEC the margin between teams are a little bit of different between uh than you going from playing at Penn State and going to play Rutgers or Maryland, like one of those lower tier teams. So how your adjustment just going to the SEC? I think the biggest difference, um, and this is obviously what they told me. Well, the first thing that I noticed going to the SEC was the heat. That was the biggest change. <laughs> for so hot. So, so it took me some time to adjust. Um, but, you know, honestly, when it comes to football, the speed of the game was a little bit different. And, um, you know, as time went on, I got through camp and got through the first couple games, you know. I kind of adjusted to the speed, but I didn't realize how big of a difference the speed was um, in, until my bye week at Mississippi State. So, and I came, I went back to Penn State to watch them play on my bye week, and they were playing Purdue. And so, uh, I walk into the stadium, and I, and I literally all it took was one play. I watched one play, and I, <laughs> I remember my buddy. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, the, "That's the, a It was just crazy. It was it was wild, and I just remember being blown away by that. So that was the mm-hmm. biggest speed of the game was was different, and and from what I've heard from you know uh, current players in the NFL, 
uh, guys that have, who may have just exited the league. That's what they say the biggest difference in that league is too. So, um, you know, ex- excited to experience that again and, and readjust myself to that. Okay. So in that same vein, you've played in huge games in the two strongest divisions. Um, I'd like if you could give us your favorite moment you've had in your career. That could be Penn State. It could be Mississippi State. Which was the biggest game you've ever participated in? I think um, yeah, it's tough. There's been a lot of a lot of cool experiences. Um, you know, I think back in my time at Penn State, where um, you know, I, obviously the, the coolest moment I've been a part of, I guess you could say, was uh, when we blocked the kick to to beat Ohio State. That was, I mean, that was crazy. That was that was the moment. I mean, and it was. I mean, it was so loud. I'll never forget. It, it was so loud when, when Grant was able to score. Um, I mean, the ground was shaking, and I, to this day, I've never experienced anything really like that. I mean, it was so loud, the ground was shaking. I remember looking and turning to uh, another one on the back of quarterbacks, Michael Schuster, and I was like, I was like, bro, we're gonna win. Because I mean, we weren't we weren't ranked at the time. And obviously, that was the play that and, you know people say put Penn State back on the map. And uh, I mean, we weren't ranked. We weren't ranked at the time. Uh, Ohio State was number two, I believe. Um, and, you know, it was obviously, you know, they stormed the field and it was an awesome, awesome moment. But, um, as far as, you know, coolest, I guess, moment that I've, you know, cause I, I didn't play in, in that, uh, Ohio State game, but, um, being able to be a part of uh, the Fiesta Bowl win, being able to go on the field and play in that game was probably one of the cooler moments that, uh, or, you know, possibly winning the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis. That was another cool moment, too. So, obviously, it's it's hard, I mean, because, you know, with that being said, I left out playing in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's, there are so many cool moments at Penn State, and that's why I'm incredibly thankful for my time that I spent there. So, you've been coached under James Franklin and Joe Moorhead. Well, obviously, Joe Moorhead was your quarterback coach. Yeah. And you <laughs> had him as a head coach. So, What's some similarities and differences between coaches and then which one you think you gelled with more? Yeah, me, me and Coach Moorhead were able to have a, a really special relationship based off of uh, our, our experience we had together. And I think, you know, when you become when you become a head coach, um, you kind of have to step out of being um, – honestly, there's a lot of stuff that goes into being a college head coach and not a lot of it has to deal with football. There's a lot of other stuff you have to deal with. And so – um, my time at Penn State, I was able to do with, with Coach Moorhead. Obviously, we had a lot of one-on-one and like group-setting type of deals where you know Coach Franklin had to be away, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know me and Coach Moorhead were able to have a lot of uh, experiences together, and, and we gelled really close together. And so uh, that was, I guess, one of the one of the cool things that I was able to do, go do was you know once I was was leaving Penn State. Uh, when Mississippi State called, and I knew I was going to have the opportunity to, to link back up with him again. It was it was a cool, uh, cool moment. And so um, I can't speak highly enough about Coach Moorhead. He's been great with me, and um, you know I, I wish him the best. He's now the offensive coordinator at Oregon. So he's got a lot of talent over there. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so is uh, Mississippi? Well, I've been I've been to some home games there, but um, out of the two home environments, is Mississippi State the Cowbells louder to you, or do you think Penn State still holds that? Um, you know, it's hard because we did have some good moments at Mississippi State. Uh, you know, the, I think at see the Egg Bowl. The Egg Bowl was pretty loud. It was packed. It was really, it was really, um, you know, it was a really big game, and and you know the fans brought it. But I mean, there were there were so many uh, really big, big moments at Penn State that I can recall. I mean, there hardly were any time the stadium wasn't you know completely full. 
uh, even for a game that was maybe like at noon against um, <laughs> not 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 a primetime game right. that you would expect people at the whiteout, you know. And so, um, and with that being said, there was probably fifty, sixty thousand people um, at Penn State just based off of stadium size. So, kind of kind of hard to beat that, I would say. Okay. I got one more for you. So we're seeing a lot of professionals across multiple sports starting to delve into esports, like, you know, playing these games competitively and streaming. Is that something you've given thought to? Is that something you're going to get into, especially with all the ample time we have now these days? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think this would definitely be, uh, you know, a big time for, for somebody to, to jump into something like that. Um, Given my situation now, I've just been kind of just working out and, and doing what I can. But I mean, obviously, with the shortage of, of sporting events that are actually happening, uh, it's given you know people that are that are doing these esports more of a, a platform, I guess you'd say. Um, I do enjoy video games. I, I'm not necessarily sure what kind of audience I would be able to create. I haven't really thought about it in too much depth. But um, you know, if if it's something that you know maybe across you know down down the road, then you know, I could I could definitely consider it. I do enjoy playing video games. All right, so this is my last question. What's um one specific thing you worked on to get ready for the NFL? We know, like, training for the combine or pro pro days didn't really have them this year. What's something you put a lot of work in to get better before you transition to the NFL? Um, You know, I did I did have a um, – you know, obviously I wasn't able to have my pro day at Mississippi State, but I was able to have a, a virtual pro day, and so I was still able to – to test and so my training leading up to that point was probably the most thing that i most of uh the most thing that i worked on i guess you could say uh i was able to put on a little bit of weight uh was able to test out you know my 40 vertical my bench and, and all that stuff so my growth from there was was, was probably the biggest thing uh but the mm-hmm. most different thing that i would say was was having to you know run routes and things like that right requesting me to uh, to do things like that so I had never really worked on that um, you know I, I played different positions growing up but um, you know actually starting to, to work on you know fundamentals catching the ball running routes uh, that was the most difficult that I'd ever you know had to do okay well yeah that's all questions I have for you you got anything else Nico? no I think he's really answered everything man it's, it's an amazing story <laughs> Not many people got that. Uh, not many people can say they've done that. He's played in literally the two toughest college football right. divisions, man. Woo. Yeah, very lucky. Very lucky. I mean, this is uh, I've succeeded in both. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, actually, I got one more. I got one more for you. <laughs> it just made me think. Okay, who is the best? Give me the best year in team that you faced, or it could be the best individual player that you got to see up close. Well, I um, see Saquon. Never mind. <laughs> I wasn't going to name him. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, obvious answer. If if I'm going to name somebody that I played with, then yes, obviously Saquon was was unbelievable. Um, the, the I've played against a lot of good players. Uh, you know, I think the person that stands out the most is Derek Brown, uh, defensive tackle at Auburn. He, he was he was a very good player this year. Uh, was the number five pick or number six pick? I can't yeah. remember. Oh yeah, that dude. And they say he could have went last year as a first rounder too. And he just... he was unbelievable, man. He was unbelievable. He 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 was a really good player. Um, he he kept guys up late at night watching. <laughs> he was he was talented. Derek um, Brown. 
I, I think about Raquan, uh, Raquan Smith at Bama. He was he was a really good player. Um, uh, but there there have been a lot of guys. I mean, I've played against both the Bosa brothers. Um, I think I, I played against both. Or let's see, no, he got hurt last year that I played. So, so yeah, I mean, I played against. I did play against Chase Young. Um, I was there. I was there when they played uh, uh, that 2016 Ohio State team. Uh, I didn't play team, but uh, Eli Apple, uh, Braxton Miller, Cardell Ooh, Jones. That was the year they had like six or seven first rounders, wasn't it? Ezekiel Ooh. Elliott, uh, Joey Bosa, uh, Malik Hooker wasn't even a starter on that team. <laughs> but he was on the team. Um, obviously, I mean, Lattimore was there too. Lattimore. Bell, Von Bell, the safety that played out. Oh, he still played for the Saints, I think. They were loaded, man. They were loaded. <laughs> was probably the best team. Um, you know, I, I, I think that uh, you got the LSU team this year. I mean, there, there were there were a lot of good teams that I was able to uh, play against. So, uh, but I, remember, I remember that 2016 um, Ohio State team, man, because you know I knew I wasn't gonna play in the game, so we're warming oh, up. Really? I'm turned around watching. And then warm up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's actually Braxton Miller over there. You know what I mean? So like, it, was, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a long list. It could keep going too. Man, that's what I'm saying. He he has played so many elite teams, bro. That's crazy. It's a lot of first rounders. Wow. Impact uh, NFL players right now. Yeah. Like that's cool. crazy, bro. <laughs> that's some really cool experiences, man. That's, that's, <laughs> Oh, okay, I, I keep saying this was the last one. Okay, this is it for real. Yeah. <laughs> this is it for real. Good. Considering the amount of star players and the star power that you've gotten to see firsthand playing in the games and even just looking uh, from the sidelines, like how do you go about not being starstruck, you know, or, you know, trying not to be too much in awe because it is still your opponent? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was able to learn a lot that, that first, that year that I redshirted. Um, just based off, now I think about it, it wasn't 2016, that was a 2015 team, because that was my redshirt year. Um, but, you know, I was able to learn a lot just that year based off, because I was able to travel to every game, because I was the third quarterback at the time. So they, they still, they, they were able to, you know, let me travel with the team. So I learned a lot that year. Um, after that, you know, kind of, that was when I kind of started thinking, okay, well, you know, these guys are on the same field as me. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. So I had to start taking that approach. And really, you know, that was able to, um, I guess, maybe getting past some of those things. It made me feel like I belonged. It made me feel like, you know, I was out to, I had to earn their respect. So, um, you know, I, I, I would probably credit my, my, uh, my right sure year to, to help me get over that. Cause like I said, man, that, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you graduated high school early. So you were a younger registered freshman in the building, so I'm sure that probably hit you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll be guys a year ago. Exactly, exactly. That's crazy, man. Woo! I'm telling this guy. See, well, regardless, you're talented enough. You've made it to the NFL. That's always been the end goal. And now you know. It's yeah, that's, that's so crazy, man. Like, when you think about the amount of players who enter into the draft and how many get, you know, Thousands are going to get signed as undrafted free agents, but you got drafted. That's nothing. That's nothing. You can't. I can't gush over that enough, man. That's so crazy. <laughs> We're super Thank excited you. for you and your upcoming season, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Oh, boy. All right, man. That's all we had. So.
Appreciate you coming through, bro. Yeah, man. Of course. Glad I'm I could help. Uh, next time I'm in Indy, if you still got the NCAA up, I'll come give everybody their loss. You know, I know y'all need it. I know y'all need it. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all boys, man. Appreciate it. You no know, problem. Take it easy, man. Yep, y'all too. All right. Well, that was a good little interview, man. Oh, I'm still recording. <laughs> I'm about to end it and call you. Uh, All right.